Chapter Thirty One of Ten Years Later. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eden Ray Hedrick. Ten Years Later by Alexandre Dumas. Chapter Thirty One Monsieur de Lorraine's Jealousy. The Duke d'Orléans uttered a cry of delight on perceiving the Chevalier de Lorraine. "'This is fortunate, indeed,' he said. "'By what happy chance do I see you? Had you indeed disappeared, as every one assured me?' "'Yes, Monseigneur.' "'A caprice?' "'I to venture upon caprices with your highness. The respect—put respect out of the way, for you fail in it every day. I absolve you, but why did you leave me?' "'Because I felt that I was of no further use to you.' explain yourself your highness has people about you who are far more amusing than i can ever be i felt i was not strong enough to enter into contest with them and i therefore withdrew this extreme diffidence shows a want of common sense who are those with whom you cannot contend de guiche i name no one this is absurd does de guiche annoy you i do not say he does do not force me to speak however you know very well that de guiche is one of our best friends who is it then excuse me monseigneur let us say no more about it the chevalier knew perfectly well that curiosity is excited in the same way as thirst by removing that which quenches it or in other words by denying an explanation no no said the prince i wish to know why you went away in that case monseigneur i will tell you but do not get angry I remarked that my presence was disagreeable. To whom? To madame. What do you mean? said the duke in astonishment. It is simple enough. Madame is very probably jealous of the regard you are good enough to testify for me. Has she shown it to you? Madame never addresses a syllable to me, particularly since a certain time. Since what time? Since the time when, Monsieur de Guiche, having made himself more agreeable to her than I could, she receives him at every and any hour. The duke coloured. At any hour, Chevalier? What do you mean by that? You see, Your Highness, I have already displeased you. I was quite sure I should. I am not displeased, but what you say is rather startling. In what respect does Madame prefer de Guiche to you? I shall say no more, said the Chevalier, saluting the prince ceremoniously on the contrary i require you to speak if you withdraw on that account you must indeed be very jealous one cannot help being jealous monseigneur when one loves is not your royal highness jealous of madame would you not if you saw someone always near madame and always treated with great favour take umbrage at it one's friends are as one's lovers your highness has sometimes conferred the distinguished honour upon me of calling me your friend yes yes but you used a phrase which has a very equivocal significance you are unfortunate in your phrases what phrase monseigneur you said treated with great favour what do you mean by favour nothing can be more simple said the chevalier with an expression of great frankness for instance whenever a husband remarks that his wife summons such and such a man near her whenever this man is always to be found by her side or in attendance at the door of her carriage whenever the bouquet of one is always the same colour as the ribbons of the other 
when music and supper parties are held in private apartments whenever a dead silence takes place immediately the husband makes his appearance in his wife's rooms and when the husband suddenly finds that he has as a companion the most devoted and kindest of men who a week before was with him as little as possible why then well finish why then i say monseigneur one possibly may get jealous but all these details hardly apply for our conversation had nothing to do with them the duke was evidently very much agitated and seemed to struggle with himself a good deal you have not told me he then remarked why you absented yourself a little while ago you said it was from a fear of intruding you added even that you had observed a disposition on madame's part to encourage de guiche pardon me monseigneur i did not say that you did indeed well if i did say so i observed nothing but what was very inoffensive at all events he remarked something you embarrass me monseigneur what does that matter answer me if you speak the truth why should you feel embarrassed i always speak the truth monseigneur but i also always hesitate when it is a question of repeating what others say ah repeat it appears that it is talked about then i acknowledge that others have spoken to me on the subject who said the prince the chevalier assumed an almost angry air as he replied monseigneur you are subjecting me to cross-examination you treat me as a criminal at the bar the rumours which idly pass by a gentleman's ears do not remain there your highness wishes me to magnify rumour until it attains the importance of an event however said the duke in great displeasure the fact remains that you withdrew on account of this report to speak the truth others have talked to me of the attentions of monsieur de guiche to madame nothing more perfectly harmless i repeat and more than that allowable but do not be unjust monseigneur and do not attach any undue importance to it it does not concern you monsieur de guiche's attentions to madame do not concern me no monseigneur and what i say to you i would say to de guiche himself so little do i think of the attentions he pays madame nay i would say it even to madame herself only you understand what i am afraid of i am afraid of being thought jealous of the favour shown when i am only jealous as far as friendship is concerned i know your disposition i know that when you bestow your affections you become exclusively attached you love madame and indeed who would not love her follow me attentively as i proceed madame has noticed among your friends the handsomest and most fascinating of them all she will begin to influence you on his behalf in such a way that you will neglect the others your indifference would kill me it is already bad enough to have to support madame's indifference i have therefore made up my mind to give way to the favourite whose happiness i envy even while i acknowledge my sincere friendship and sincere admiration for him well monseigneur do you see anything to object to in this reasoning is it not that of a man of honour is my conduct that of a sincere friend answer me at least after having so closely questioned me the duke had seated himself with his head buried in his hands after a silence long enough to enable the chevalier to judge the effect of this oratorical display the duke arose saying come be candid as i always am very well you know that we already observed something respecting that mad fellow buckingham do not say anything against madame monseigneur or i shall take my leave it is impossible you can be suspicious of madame no no chevalier i do not suspect madame but in fact i observe i compare buckingham was a madman monseigneur a madman about whom however you opened my eyes thoroughly 
no no said the chevalier quickly it was not i who opened your eyes it was guiche do not confound us i beg and he began to laugh in so harsh a manner that it sounded like the hiss of a serpent yes yes i remember you said a few words but de guiche showed the most jealousy i should think so continued the chevalier in the same tone he was fighting for home and daughter what did you say said the duke haughtily thoroughly roused by this insidious jest am i not right for does not monsieur de guiche hold the chief post of honour in your household well replied the duke somewhat calmed has this passion of buckingham been remarked certainly very well do people say that monsieur de guiche's is remarked as much pardon me monseigneur you are again mistaken no one says that monsieur de guiche entertains anything of the sort very good you see monseigneur that it would have been better a hundred times better to have left me in my retirement than to have allowed you to conjure up by aid of any scruples i may have had suspicions which madame will regard as crimes and she would be in the right too what would you do act reasonably in what way i should not pay the slightest attention to the society of these new epicurean philosophers and in that way the rumours will cease well i will see i will think it over oh you have time enough the danger is not great and then besides it is not a question of danger or of passion it all arose from a fear i had to see your friendship for me decrease from the very moment you restore it with so kind an assurance of its existence i have no longer any other idea in my head the duke shook his head as if he meant to say if you have no more ideas i have though it being now the dinner hour the prince sent to inform madame of it but she returned a message to the effect that she could not be present but would dine in her own apartment that is not my fault said the duke this morning having taken them by surprise in the midst of a musical party i got jealous and so they are in sulks with me we will dine alone said the chevalier with a sigh i regret de guiche is not here oh de guiche will not remain long in the sulks he is a very good-natured fellow monseigneur said the chevalier suddenly an excellent idea has struck me in our conversation just now i may have exasperated your highness and caused you some dissatisfaction it is but fitting that i should be the mediator i will go and look for the count and bring him back with me ah chevalier you are really a very good-natured fellow you say that as if you were surprised well you are not so tender-hearted every day that may be but confess that i know how to repair a wrong i may have done i confess that will your highness do me the favour to wait here for a few minutes willingly be off and i will try on my fontainebleau costume the chevalier left the room called his different attendants with the greatest care as if he were giving them different orders all went off in various directions but he retained his valet de chambre ascertain and immediately too if monsieur de guiche is not in madame's apartments how can one learn it very easily monsieur i will ask malicorne who will find out from mademoiselle de montalais i may as well tell you however that the inquiry will be useless for all monsieur de guiche's attendants are gone and he must have left with them ascertain nevertheless ten minutes had hardly passed when the valet returned he beckoned his master mysteriously toward the servant's staircase and showed him into a small room with a window looking out upon the garden what is the matter said the chevalier why so many precautions look monsieur said the valet look yonder under the walnut tree ah said the chevalier i see manicamp there what is he waiting for you will see in a moment monsieur if you wait patiently there do you see now 
I see one, two, four musicians with their instruments, and behind them, urging them on, De Guiche himself. What is he doing there, though? He is waiting until the little door of the staircase, belonging to the ladies of honor, is opened. By that staircase he will ascend to Madame's apartments, where some pieces of music are going to be performed during dinner. This is admirable news, you tell me. Is it not, monsieur? Was it Monsieur de Malicorne who told you this? Yes, monsieur. He likes you, then? No, monsieur. It is monsieur that he likes. Why? Because he wishes to belong to his household. And most certainly he shall. How much did he give you for that? The secret which I now dispose of to you, monsieur. And which I buy for a hundred pistoles. Take them. Thank you, monsieur. Look, look, the little door opens. A woman admits the musicians. It is Montalais. Hush, monseigneur. Do not call out your name. Whoever says Montalais says Malicorne. If you quarrel with the one, you will be on bad terms with the other. Very well. I have seen nothing. And I, said the valet, pocketing the purse, have received nothing. The chevalier, being now certain that Guiche had entered, returned to the prince, whom he found splendidly dressed and radiant with joy, as with good looks. "'I am told,' he exclaimed, "'that the king has taken the sun as his device. Really, monseigneur, it is you whom this device would best suit.' "'Where is de Guiche?' "'He cannot be found. He has fled, has evaporated entirely. Your scolding of this morning terrified him. He could not be found in his apartments.' Bah! The hare-brained fellow is capable of setting off post-haste to his own estates. Poor man, we will recall him. Come, let us dine now. Monseigneur, today is a very festival of ideas. I have another. What is it? Madame is angry with you, and she has reason to be so. You owe her revenge. Go and dine with her. Oh, that would be acting like a weak and whimsical husband. It is the duty of a good husband to do so. The princess is no doubt wearied enough. She will be weeping in her plate, and her eyes will get quite red. A husband who is the cause of his wife's eyes getting red is an odious creature. Come, Monseigneur, come. I cannot, for I have directed dinner to be served here. Yet see, Monseigneur, how dull we shall be. I shall be low-spirited, because I know that Madame will be alone. You, hard and savage as you wish to appear, will be sighing all the while. Take me with you to Madame's dinner, and that will be a delightful surprise. I am sure we shall be very merry. You were in the wrong this morning. Well, perhaps I was. There is no perhaps at all, for it is a fact you were so. Chevalier, Chevalier, your advice is not good. Nay, my advice is good. All the advantages are on your own side. Your violet-colored suit, embroidered with gold, becomes you admirably. Madame will be as much vanquished by the man as by the action. Come, Monseigneur. You decide me. Let us go. The Duke left his room accompanied by the chevalier, and went toward Madame's apartments. The chevalier hastily whispered to the valet, "'Be sure there are some people before that little door, so that no one can escape in that direction. Run, run!' And he followed the duke toward the antechambers of Madame's suite of apartments, and when the ushers were about to announce them, the chevalier said, laughing, "'His Highness wishes to surprise Madame.'" End of chapter 31